You had to be flown back by a U.S. marshal. And you want to ask if you think someone, if someone thinks you're capable of giving someone tummy troubles? <laughs> yes, I do, actually. Not to mention that last episode, she drugged Jack. <laughs> you make a good point. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Lauren Gets Lost. I'm Zane. I'm Lauren. I'm Kate, and I'm back again. (laughs) Like she never left. And today we're covering episode 22, Born to Run. At the top, we had a really funny idea where Kate brought a taboo buzzer to beep every time Kate annoys her. However, the microphone doesn't pick it up, so I will be making the noise. It just couldn't possibly be a bad idea. No, it's a really good idea. All right, Lauren, kick us off. Here's my synopsis. First, I want to say, good episode. I didn't really take very many notes because I was just kind of watching it. What? I seem to remember you saying that you just did not want to take your notes. I'm wondering if that was more of a factor. It was not. I have been sick. I'm ill but I'm fine. I'm just dying. So anyway, here's my synopsis. The camp is in a tizzy when Michael is allegedly poisoned on the eve of the raft launch. Flashback Kate doesn't answer any of Lauren's questions, but she does piss me off. Does Island Kate not piss you off? Island Kate pisses me off too. Maybe more. I don't actually know which one is worse. Kate, how are you feeling about Kate today? This was a doozy of an episode for me. Zane watched it with me. And I was so angry. I was just like yelling at my laptop and he had to be like, write that down. <laughs> <laughs> Zane, you should have recorded her watching the episode. I asked her to. She said, I, I said fugly right now. <laughs> I did. I told him I looked fugly. But I told him that he could record audio and he was like, well, it defeats the purpose. Fair enough. I guess That's, I could have spliced the podcast. In. This is the reason that I never make TikToks because I always look fugly. And so... I don't want to be uh, my face on anything. Yeah, the, our team is consisted of two pretty girls and my ugly ass, and I'm the one who's in the most TikToks. <laughs> You're beautiful. Thanks, babe. <laughs> All right, quick bits. Number one, it's a repeat director. It's Tucker Gates again. Lauren, do you remember what he did outside of Lost? Not even a little bit, night. Threat level midnight. <gasps> oh, I'm okay, a biggest cool. fan. <laughs> he did a Kate episode. You should, you should love him. Number two, the time capsule was buried on August 15th. 815. Ah. The number of times it pops up in Kate's life, you think she would have been like, I don't want to get on that plane. No. You no. think she noticed? Think about how many numbers are in it, though, like in the sequence. No, I mean, just specifically 815, because she had the... Safety deposit box in the whatever the case may be episode. 815 for the date and then... Let me just also, say... who knows their plane number? Thank I've you. Never... That's exactly what I was going to say. I've flown a lot and I've never known my flight number. That's actually ever. something that really annoyed me in the beginning was when they kept talking about their flight number. Well, it's written on the side of the fuselage. Oh, God. I'm kidding. Don't even get me started on that. <laughs> You're not a woman in aviation anymore. I'm not. Got a new I job? Can't. I did. I'm a woman in healthcare. 
Number three, in the time capsule was a Minnie Mouse figure as a reference to Disney, which owns ABC Studios. And a cap, as in baseball cap, from West Hills Baseball Club, a nonprofit community baseball club in Los Angeles. And number four, Kate uses the alias Joan Hart. Kate's mother is played by Beth Broderick, who played Melissa Joan Hart's aunt in Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Wow. Didn't you watch that show? I mean, like, when it was on, but not a lot. Really? You didn't watch the show when it wasn't on? (laughs) I didn't seek it out. If it was, like, the only thing on TV, then I would watch it. But I couldn't tell you, like, anything except for the cat's name was Salem. Oh, yeah. It did have a talking cat. Mm -hmm. Let's get into it. You got your buzzer ready? Yeah, but I'm not buzzing yet. You saw my first note. It's not time. A blonde woman pulls into a motel parking lot, pulls a license plate out of a stack, and openly changes it in front of a bunch of witnesses. Then she steals towels from a maid's cart and sneaks into a room that a family had just checked out of. The woman dyes her hair and steps into a shower, and in the least surprising reveal of all time, it's Kate. That was a shitty wig. It was such a bad wig. (laughs) Also, I've never dyed my hair before, but I'm pretty sure it doesn't work that well that fast. Uh, I've never box dyed blonde hair, so I can't say, but I did go to school with someone who did that and her hair turned green. So yeah, green, (laughs) green. It was bad. She did something very wrong. I think her mom must have done. No, this was like elementary school. So Mm -hmm. I'm assuming her mom did it for her. I thought that she was kind of a girl boss when she was changing her license plate. I think I really enjoy criminal Kate. Anytime she's doing a criminal act, I'm like, that's hot. She's being a girl boss. Anytime she does anything else, pisses me off. I feel like it's dumb to drive around with all the license plates in your car. But I guess where else is she going to put them? But like... The thing that confused me... If they find the license plates, they found her, which is her bigger problem. Yeah, no, but like, they usually know your license plates or like they know stolen license plate numbers... So criminals will, like, change their license plate with, like, a random car in a parking lot and, like, steal that one. So I was confused why she had, like, a stack. Because anytime, it's like where you have different aliases. If you burn one license plate, they're like, oh, that car was stolen. But where did she get them all? She's just stealing them. But usually people report their stolen license plate, so you can't just, like, keep them in a stack. She must know a guy. She must. A license plate guy. Who doesn't? She went to a junk. I don't fucking know. (laughs) They looked pretty new to me. They were in nice condition. Kate goes into a hotel lobby and receives a letter that was written to her alias, Joan Hart. The letter contains some money and some upsetting news that make makes Kate cry as she reads it in the privacy of her car. Me, I beeped. <laughs> I hated her face when she cried. I was mad. <laughs> Alrighty. This was my note exactly. I said, stupid fr- <laughs> stupid crying face, don't care. Okay. Don't know if anyone noticed, but the license plate was Ohio. Wow. I did notice. Uh, this is a, just a little fun little tidbit about me and how dumb I am. So I obviously live in California, but then whenever I see an Ohio license plate, I get excited. I'm like, Ohio. But then sometimes when I go back home, my brain kind of still thinks I'm in California and I'll be like, driving and i'll be like oh ohio license plate and i'm like i'm in ohio 
It's not that exciting. On the island, Kate is playing with her tiny plane as Charlie comes up to her, talking about how his band is going to be a huge success after he comes back from the dead. Kate asks if he thinks the raft will work, and we get a quick shot of the raft, and it honestly looks pretty good. I don't think no. I don't think it would work, but it looks like a boat. No, here's my thoughts on the raft. One, how are we going to push that motherfucker out into the water? With, Two. With pushing. Okay, but I... Let me tell you a story about a time that I went to Lake Erie and then we were going to go to a party out on like a little island in the lake. And so we wrote very long story that consisted of a broken boat and a wrecked jet ski. And so we finally get this boat working and then we go out and we, we anchor off the beach and then we have to swim in and cross over to the other side of this skinny little island and then we drink and we party and then it's over and we have to come back except the water had receded and the boat was just no the water didn't recede i don't know because that doesn't happen with lakes does it It doesn't matter the boat was in the sand that's all that matters the boat was in the sand and we all had to push the boat back into the water except half of us were drunk off our asses and one girl almost drowned and it was hilarious but that's how i know it's really hard to push a boat in the sand, out into the water. We did get it. So I guess fine. They'll get it. The other thing I was going to say is this is the ocean. The tide does come in and out. They're really close to the beach. How has the tide not come in and just taken the boat away? Well, the whole reason they moved to that beach was because of the tide at the fuselage camp. They picked that beach because the tide doesn't go as high as the sand. I don't know if any of these people that are supporting this raft plan have ever been on a boat on the ocean because I have. And even on like a nice boat, I was like fearing for my life. Yeah. Like maybe you could float that raft down a stream, but like the second there's a gust of wind, they're gone. There's not even edges. They're just going to fall off the side. Yeah. Like it's a horrible plan. It's not done yet. Zane, they're like at the end of this episode, we said sail next morning. So, like, it's done. Well, they have little railings on it. Do they? Yeah. Probably not good enough. <laughs> They're going to die. Charlie says that when the raft crew gets picked up, the rescue team will come for them, and they will all be famous. Kate obviously doesn't like this, and Charlie asks her, don't you want to be famous? Then there is a commotion as a man who has been here the entire time is yelling about how they need to hear him or everyone is going to die on the raft. Michael asks when the next time they should launch the raft is, and our new favorite character, Dr. Arts, says in three to four months. Woo! I love him. Why? <laughs> he is just, like, the worst in the best way, though. And anytime he talks, he just makes me laugh. I'm a big fan of him. Um, they said he he said he's a doctor, and then they said he's a a science a high school science teacher. So which is it? Because why you could would have I, like his PhD? You can have maybe. A doctorate. I was thinking that, but if you have a PhD, you're not teaching high school. You're going to teach. I college. actually did have a, a high school teacher who had a PhD, Doctor K. That's dumb. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of money to then go be a high school teacher. Arts is actually it means doctor. I forget in what language, but. It could have been a quick bit, but I didn't do it. Anyway, yes, Sawyer points out that Hartz is a high school science teacher. 
But Arts points out that it's been raining every day and they are on the cusp of monsoon season. He explains that when monsoon season hits, the trade winds are going to shift south, away from shipping lanes, towards Antarctica. Yeah, this, I had to pull up a globe. I could not comprehend how if you go south, you're going to end up in Antarctica. And I get it now, but I do still think they had a better chance going south after my deep studying of a globe. Why? Because there in her is, opinion... If you go north, you could still end up in the Arctic Circle. It's just going to take you longer to get there. You're also more likely to hit a shipping lane, which is the goal. I just feel like there could be one if you go south, too. What ships... But what, what they, they were shipping pretty, to? They were pretty close to New Zealand. Based off of a projected fan map of the flight path. <laughs> and what are you going off of? My knowledge of the series. They don't know where they are either. They know that they're a thousand miles off course. In like, but that could mean anything. Could mean they're a thousand miles off course. Personally, I would have gone south. I have a migraine. I also personally wouldn't be on the raft, <laughs> so it wouldn't be up to me. I would not be on that raft. Arts then says that they need to have left yesterday. Kate asked Michael if they will be ready to launch by tomorrow, asking if they have food, fresh water, supplies, looking for a place to help like she always does. Michael says he's busy and asks why she's suddenly so interested, and Kate says she's going with. Me. So annoying. It pissed me off, too. I had notes. I'm like, this bitch has not helped at all with the raft. She's done nothing. And the fact that she's not even just like, can I go, please? She's like, I'm going with you. Shut the fuck up. No, you're not. Why? Why does she just feel like she's entitled to go? I don't like it. Because that's the quote that Kate says the most over the next mm-hmm. six seasons. I'm going with you. Best <laughs> one thing about Kate, if there's a journey, she's on it. And she's going to make it harder for everybody else on the journey. <laughs> Michael tells her that all spots are full. And Kate asked about Sawyer's spot. Michael says that Sawyer had supplies for the raft. But Kate points out that those things were destroyed in the first fire. Kate says Sawyer doesn't know anything about how to sail, but she has experience crewing J-boats, whatever that means. I don't believe that. Is it because she's a known liar? Yes. Also, she's from, what, Iowa? Yeah. Did not have that on my bingo card. Fair enough, though. I can't be a hater because I'm from Ohio and I was on a sailing team. So I guess you cannot judge that. So, yeah, I maybe I should be on the raft. <laughs> you were on a sailing team? I was. Wait, was this when you were in Florida? No. What? (laughs) My high school had a sailing team. What kind of rich white shit is that? Well, (laughs) it was like all the Columbus high schools and Ohio State, we all sailed together. We used like the same boats. Where did you sail? It was the Hoover Dam. We sailed around there. The Hoover Dam? Mm-hmm, but not, like, the part where you could fly over the edge. The, like, bottom part. We sailed. And we would have uh, races. They were called regattas. And the best part is the type of sailboat that we sailed was called a 420. <laughs> and that is true. That is a true fact. What are you Googling? Mm-hmm. He doesn't believe me. I am confused. I was, too. Why would you go to the Hoover Dam? So what happened was I was in high school 
and I saw a flyer for a sailing team. And I was like, naturally, I have to do this. We should point something out really quick. There are two Hoover Dams. Okay, thank you. Because I'm like, why are you going to Arizona to oh, sail? No. Is there this a Hoover Dam Westerville, in Ohio. Oh my God, that was where all of my confusion You all thought I was going to Arizona? Lauren's face, because I'm like, I've been to the Hoover Dam. I've been to the Hoover Dam. So I was like, why wouldn't they just go east to the ocean if you if you really need water that bad it was here or the there's a hoover dam in columbus yeah i didn't know that there was another hoover dam the That's famous hoover dam no the famous hoover dams in westerville <laughs> <laughs> and you that's where you could have caught me sailing okay moving on okay kate says that she knows how to sail michael says a deal is a deal and then kate immediately goes after walt's spot saying it's going to be dangerous for a kid on the boat. Beep. Thank you. I agree. Walt should not be on that boat. But also, that was incredibly out of pocket to be saying to his parent. Yeah. And is she basically suggesting that Michael should just leave his kid on the island, like, essentially alone, like, with all these strangers? What a bitch. In Kate's defense, it's not like she's really gotten to know Michael at all. I don't think she realizes that he wasn't around much. Okay, but like, how selfish is she? I just think this is what bothers me about Kate is like, she can act all like I care about people, but she fucking doesn't. She only cares about herself. Yep. Yep. (laughs) This episode really highlights that. Michael says he decides what is best for Walt and leaving the island is what's best for him. The raft is full, and Michael is displeased. Yeah, I was displeased as well. We get a flashback. Kate attempts to deliver some flowers to Diane at the hospital, but as she gets close, there is a cop outside of her room. I This isn't a beep moment. I just know that flowers are really expensive, and she had a very nice floral arrangement, and I was just wondering how a woman on the run could afford such a nice floral arrangement. The money that was in the letter, probably. She used all that money on a floral arrangement? I know, she's on the run. Not satisfied with that answer. That's a good point. The flowers probably cost $100 plus. Or mm-hmm. she stole them. <laughs> she is a criminal. Mm, I doubt it. She uses the flowers to sneak past the cop. With no other options, she turns to her doctor friend, Tom. Mm-hmm. She waits in the back of his car and surprises him. Kate says Diane is dying of cancer and she needs to see her. Tom says he's hurt and he's sorry, and then asks why she's in the car. And she says she needs his help. Here's my question. Who sent her the letter and the money? We have a working theory on that, but we can't say. We okay. cannot disclose at this time. <laughs> Okay, interesting. Just curious about that. Uh, also, I because I looked it up. It's never revealed, but like the person we were talking about. Well, because I had the same question, and then Zane told me what he thought, and I was like, "That makes sense." It's the only thing that makes sense. Yeah, because no one okay. else likes her. I'll, I'll wait for that then. Back on the island, Sun approaches Jin as he works on the raft, and she asks if he is going with them. At first, he ignores her, but she begs him to talk to her, and he finally says that he is going to go, and then Sun walks away sadly. You mentioned you're invested, so what was your reaction to this? I mean, there wasn't much there. It was just sad. I feel like she should have pushed a little more, but maybe she's just given up. 
Clearly she hasn't, but... <laughs> Saeed leads Jack through the jungle, but Jack is being stubborn and demands to be told where they are going or he will go back. Then go back. Where's my fucking buzzer? Because this pissed me off so <laughs> much. Jack is like the fucking annoying kid on the playground when like they're about to do something fun and it's like a little bit against the rules. And he's like, I'm going to tell the teacher. Eh. Fuck off, Jack. You're really going to turn around. You've walked all this way. And now you're like, oh, I'm not going to sell you. Fucking hate him. I'm back on hating Jack. Uh, that really pissed me off. I would feel a little giddy if someone was leading yeah. me through the jungle to see the I, surprise. I love the surprises. Death jungle. I would be like, boy, oh boy, can't Who wait cares? to see what you've got back there. Like you're stuck on this island and then someone's going to show you something cool. Like, that's fucking awesome. I, like, there's no way you couldn't pay me to turn around. I mean, like, I don't really think Jack's in the best of spirits. Boone died two days ago. Okay, then shut the fuck up and go see what they want to show you. Just stop being a loser. This makes me think of that scene in White Rabbit when Christian tells Jack to sit down and to, like, show the one, like, ounce of, like, control he has in any situation. He just refuses to sit. Like, he just he just refuses, he refuses to, to not be the one in control. Locke appears saying Saeed brought him because he asked him to do so and not to tell Jack so he would have an open mind. He leads them to the hatch and Jack asks what it is. And Locke says, it's time they discuss this. So we're not very far into the episode, but compared to the last Kate episode, some shit's finally happening. Mm -hmm. My first thought, that was a lot of digging. That's true. <laughs> I, I know that they have a lot of time on their hands, but like, that is still a lot of digging. As Michael drags the rudder across the beach, Sawyer asks why Jin is packing salted fish in a cooler. Where did they get a cooler? Who brings a cooler on a plane? Mm, someone going on a camping trip. In the outback. I feel like you can just rent a cooler. Maybe. You want to pay for a checked cooler? Mm, I mean, I'm not a flight attendant, but I would assume that there's a cooler somewhere, especially on like such a long flight. I feel like they'd have lots of knickknacks. Yeah, but why wouldn't you have like one built in? This was like traditional blue cooler, white lid, handles. And they had multiple of them. I just I like think to think that they were checked. Like a cooler is the least shocking thing that they have pulled off of that plane. I wouldn't say it's the least shocking thing, but I see your point. Sawyer asks if they're sailing into the ocean where there is fish. Why can't they just catch some? Michael asks if Sawyer knows anything about sailing at sea, and Sawyer counters by asking if he knows anything. Which I think is a really good point, that Michael is just not asking. Michael says he built it, and says maybe Sawyer is not the best choice of person to be a part of the crew. Sawyer asks if he's going to be voted off, an obvious survivor reference, and asks who would take his place. We cut to Sawyer confronting Kate as she burns a passport. And he tells her he knows that she's going for his spot. And she denies it, trying to walk away really quickly. Beep. First, I loved that Sawyer called her the O'Golly eyes because she does always use her O'Golly eyes. And then this scene also made me mad because she was like trying to be like fun, little flirty O'Golly girl. And then like the second that Sawyer was like, I know why you're burning a passport. She like all of a sudden got so defensive. And it was like, where was that attitude five seconds ago? 
she thinks she's good at playing it cool. And like, she never is. She never is. Like the whole must have misunderstood me as she quickly tries to run out of the situation. Like if you really did nothing wrong, you wouldn't try to leave the situation as quickly as possible. Also, also Sawyer I- knows that she's a fugitive, right? I mean, he doesn't know, like, outright, but, like, he knows it's not him. I just feel like if you're sitting on a bad boy piece of information like that, you need to behave. Also, when Kate walked away, I noted, Kate has no ass. Like, nothing there. Not even a little bit. And this is coming from me. Wood plank. (laughs) I would know about that. (laughs) Smell, you're so (laughs) fat. She does have great arms, though. She has great arms and a great face and good hair. I just, like, the jeans are doing nothing for her. Nothing. She's also fallen victim to... I'm I'm not a hater of low-rise jeans. I feel like they can be pulled off. But hers are, like, very, like, masculine, dirty, low-rise jeans. They're not cute. But yeah. she's not a girl's girl. She's one of the boys. She's, she's in the different. jungle. She girls ha- are too much drama. She helped capture Ethan. I feel like she would say girls are too much drama. Meanwhile, yeah. she's a fugitive. Absolutely. Yeah. So he grabs her arm and says he knows what she's doing, and he knows that she is the fugitive. He points out that her only way of running is on the raft, because when rescue comes, they will be ready to arrest her. Sawyer tells her that her secret is safe with him, but she is not getting his spot. Kate tells him if she wants that spot, she will get it and walks away. Oh, that's the walk away part with no ass. I I jumped ahead a little bit. (laughs) I don't know where she's getting this confidence, considering nothing has gone right for her on this island. Nothing has really gone right for her in life. Yeah. That was a good point. (laughs) (laughs) Walt gives Michael a water bottle and asks him why he and Sawyer are fighting, and why Sawyer wants to be on the raft so bad. He also asks, when they get rescued, they're going to come back for everyone else, correct? Michael struggles to answer him, saying that the island may be hard to find, so they need to be on the raft, and then he immediately collapses with, quote-unquote, stomach pain. Yeah, as a girl with tummy troubles, that was so dramatic. I have tummy troubles, that's why I was off work today. And I worked through my tummy troubles all day yesterday. And let me tell you, they hurt very, very bad, but I wasn't doing that shit. Uh, Occasionally going, oh, fuck. Ah, shit. (laughs) But that's pretty much it. He tells Walt to go get Jack. Walt runs to the garden and tells Son and Kate about Michael. And then Kate runs into the jungle to look for Jack. Back at the hatch, Jack asks Locke how long he has known about the hatch. About three weeks, which I guess it's been that long since Claire got abducted. Feels but like see, it. that's a lot of digging to do in three weeks. You know, I had a thought after you were talking about the digging, but then we kind of moved on. But since we're back on the digging, I'm going to talk about it. I feel like that's a lot of work. And the other day, I had to fill in a big hole in my yard where Loki like made a hole. And I used the shovel and was digging for 30 seconds before I quit and decided to go buy dirt at Home Depot. So I just feel like that's a lot of digging. Digging is hard work. Yeah. I'm not not cut out for this island at all. 
Jack asks why he never told him about it, and Locke says, since when do I answer to you? Tell him. <laughs> Jack says he lied. Locke counters that Jack knew about the Halliburton with the guns and didn't tell anyone until he thought it was time, saying, you used your best discretion, I used mine. Then Jack asks how to open it. Saeed says that they should bury it, and he brought Jack out there to talk Locke out of this nonsense. Jack says that best case scenario, there's supplies, and worst case, it's just a shelter. And then Saeed says that there are far worse cases and points out that there is no handle, saying that there must be a reason for that. It was never supposed to be open from the outside. I've been really shitting on Locke for the past few episodes, but I'm team Locke here, not team Jack. Fuck Jack. And also was very surprised that Saeed didn't want to open it. Like, I'm pretty sure I said last episode, oh yeah, Saeed's definitely going to want to open this thing. Like, he'll know how to get in there. But then I put in my notes, I was like, he is a military man. So he probably knows about way scarier stuff than us civvies, you know? Like, he's probably like thinking of all the atrocities of mankind. Whereas I'm just like, there could be snacks. Going all the way back to episode 13, I kind of hinted at this when they were talking about wanting Saeed on their side because he's competent. I asked, how do you think he'll react to it? Do you think he'll be against it? And you were like, no, if anyone, he'll be, he'll want to open. And then again, like you said last week, you also thought he was going to be gung-ho about this. I clearly don't know my man as well as I think I do. Well, he is dating a 20-year-old. Although they're kind of rocky right now. I, speaking of which, I love that there's just a constant reminder that Locke was shot in the head last week. As there should be. Why are you on Locke's side compared to Jack? Because once again, going back to, like, Jack, okay, he might be like the unofficial leader, but that does not make him entitled to all information all the time. Like, Locke doesn't have to tell Jack. Like, is it shitty that he kept it a secret? Sure. But, like, Jack doesn't have to know. Like, it's just stupid. And, like, exactly what Locke said. Jack didn't tell anybody about the guns because he was like, what's the point? Nobody needs to know. And that's what Locke felt about the hatch. Till Boone died. Yeah, I mean, that's an unfortunate part of it. Like, should Locke have let the secret go so far as to, like, potentially interfere with Boone's medical care? No. But aside from that, Jack has no right to know this information. Who said you on, Kate? Oh, obviously Locke's. I feel like he, him not telling Jack the truth doesn't mean that he lied. Also, it's not like Jack asked. Uh, just for the record, I'm also on Locke's side, but, like, was that ever in question? Also, who cares? Also, I do feel like had Locke known that lying about, like, Boone's injuries would get him killed, I don't think he would have done it. I agree, and I said this last episode, but I don't think that Boone would have lived had Locke said, oh, this is exactly what happened. I think Boone would still be dead. So I saw my mom in a dream, and we found this plane. What? Lawrence <laughs> said exactly what happened. I was just getting the exact detail. 
I Small meant more so exactly how he got hurt, but okay. <laughs> On their way back to the beach camp, Jack hears Kate calling for him. She tells him about Michael, and they all run back to the beach. Jack tries to determine what could have caused his stomach pain and tells him to rest in the shade. Michael says that they have to launch the raft tomorrow, and Kate tells Michael to lay down. We get another flashback. Back at Tom's apartment, he sets up time for Kate to see Diane by carving out some time and the MRI at five in the morning. Who the fuck is scheduling an MRI at 5 a.m.? I'm sorry, no. Absolutely not. The only people that are working at 5 a.m. in a hospital are like the 24-7 staff. The people who are doing the MRI are not working at 5 a.m. That's stupid. And I understand that she's not actually getting an MRI and that it's just so they can sneak around or whatever, but you still can't schedule an MRI at 5 a.m. Time for a new segment, Medical Fact Checks with Devin. <laughs> oh, am I wrong? I hate being wrong. No, you're right. Yes! I said, I said, can you schedule an MRI for like 5 a.m.? Is that a thing that can be done? She said, it wouldn't be scheduled at 5 5 a.m. No, why? I said, what if it was like a special case? (laughs) She says, only if it was like an emergency MRI, which isn't really a thing. If it was, they'd have to call someone in to do it. And it would get done probably later in the day when they got there. I said, okay, thank you. And she asked if someone needs an MRI. And I told her that we were fact checking. (laughs) Then she said, I guess if they had to do it with surgery, maybe because they go to surgery pretty early and if they need to get an MRI done before, then maybe it could be done at that time. And I said, well, it was just so a criminal could see her mom. (laughs) Thank you, Devin, for validating that I'm smart. Although I swear watching house and Grey's Anatomy, they're doing MRIs and other tests at like five in the morning because they don't sleep. Kate is looking at pictures of Tom's family. He tells her that his kid's name is Connor and that he is with his mother visiting his grandparents. And then Tom tells her that the rendezvous is not for another three hours. Kate tries to thank him, but then she asks if it is still there. He tells her that it's in the middle of the night and she says this may be their only chance. You missed a part that I wanted to beep at. What? Well, let's beep first. Beep. He called her Katie. I don't like it. Very upsetting to me. So I can't call you Katie? No, I will not respond. <laughs> it's not my name. Lauren, what did you think it was supposed to be? Because I, I didn't even catch that part. Honestly, I was watching it. And, and what I saw was, it's late. And she's like, but it may be the only time that we can do it. And then all of a sudden, they're in a cow field. I legitimately thought they were going cow tipping. I'm not joking. And... I didn't even catch the it part at all. I had no idea. Well, they drive to this field where there's a big tree and they start digging in a spot that they seem to have memorized. And because they don't say what it is and then they cut away real quick, it's kind of like they want us to think it's like something illegal, like maybe a body or some shit. Why would they dig? I don't know why they were like trying to be so dramatic with this. I didn't think it was that dramatic. (laughs) Well, that's because you missed out on a sentence. Okay, You thought they were cow tipping. The digging part. I I understood at that point that they were digging up some kind of like time capsule thing. Back on the island, Locke asks what Jack thinks caused the pain. And Jack points out that Michael and Jen are on the same diet. And with Jin fine, he is suspicious. 
He finds a bottle with some sort of residue on it and shows it to Locke saying he thinks something was in the water. B.S. No doctor ever has diagnosed somebody that quickly. Honestly, the first part of this, when Jack just asked a bunch of questions and then told him to get rest, I was like, that's like every doctor's appointment I've ever had. I actually have a doctor's appointment tomorrow for my stomach problems, and I fucking just know that they're going to send me home with an antacid prescription that will not work. I I once had, I had a broken toe for two years, and nobody knew. So if that tells you anything about doctors, they're not always that accurate. Are you saying you don't trust modern medicine? I'm saying I knew doctors, I smelts to conservative. I think that there's a shortage of healthcare workers, and often they're forced to make a diagnosis without all the proper information. What does dad always say? What do you call the last person in the graduating class of med school? Doctor. Thank you. I got that. Am I supposed to be talking? You thought you looked like you had something to say earlier. Oh, I was just going to say that I don't like doctors. I feel like they, like, just treat you like an assembly line. Like, they just need to, like, check a couple boxes and be like, I don't see a doctor. I see a nurse practitioner, and she's excellent, and she's very thorough, and I like her a lot. She found the tumors in me. They're benign. All right. I totally forgot about all that. Mm -hmm. You and mom. Just casually dropping tumors. They're benign. They are casual tumors. Mom told me she had skin cancer as I was walking into an exam one time. A melanoma. People can die from skin cancer. She didn't exactly give me a lot of detail. She said, I said, hey, mom, I'm running into an exam. She said, okay, well, I just wanted to let you know I have skin cancer. Talk to you later. She has wimpy skin cancer. She has basal cell carcinoma. And that's like, she's fine. Okay. (laughs) Sure. But when you're walking into a stats exam, it's not yeah, exactly the last thing you want to hear. Obviously, but also, like, that's just how our family is. Jack asks Michael if he's feeling any better. They look over at Locke interrogating Hurley, and Michael asks if they've made up. And Jack says no, and Michael is pleased because he still hates Locke after all this time. Jack stops Michael from drinking a bottle of water and hands him a different one. Michael asks if someone did this to him. Jack says he's unsure, but Michael immediately points the finger at Sawyer. Why Sawyer? Because they got in a fight earlier in the episode. Yeah, but Sawyer already had a spot on the raft. Yeah, I thought it was dumb too. Sure, you're mad, but there's no reason for Sawyer to poison him. Well, okay. In this world where someone definitely poisoned him, because it's just a leading theory, who are your usual suspects? Kate. No one knows that Kate is a fugitive. She wants on the raft. She told Michael that she wanted on the raft. But a little innocent sweet Kate who weighs she's 80 pounds soaking innocent. wet. Yeah, but Jack Michael knows she's know not that. Jack knows she's not innocent. And okay. he, who pointed the finger at Sawyer? Michael. Michael no, doesn't know I'm that she's a fugitive. I'm just saying, like, even if you don't know that she's a fugitive, she still clearly has a temper. Okay. But from Michael's perspective, you have two candidates. One who wants a spot, one who feels threatened that his spot is going to be taken away. One, the working theory is he is the fugitive because Saeed accused him of that. And you also know he's a piece of shit. But what would he gain from poisoning Michael? Now you have to find two more people to go on this raft. Or they would just say, Sawyer, just go. Just Sawyer and Jen. Well, they'd throw a third person on there. Walt doesn't have to go. I think think it's a bad theory. If I'm Michael... 
there's one person who just told me that she was going on. And then when I said, no, you're not going on, she suggested that I ditch my own kid and now I'm poisoned. I'm going to her first thing. Like it's no doubt. You guys are saying this because you know, Kate is a criminal. Yeah, obviously. But even if she wasn't a criminal, like just think about the way that she like was speaking to him in that interaction. I saw, okay, think about the way that the Sawyer thing. speaks to him on a daily basis. Yeah, but, but Sawyer that's, already that's has expected a spot. from Sawyer. I just don't think that Sawyer, like, no. Kate was very, like, entitled in her whole, like, I'm going on the raft. And then, like, she obviously was very, like, thrown off by the fact that he didn't just give in to her right away. I'm just saying. I feel like it's not out of question that he would accuse Sawyer. I'm not saying that Sawyer can't be a suspect, but he would not be my first choice. Correct. I feel your opinions will always be compromised by the fact that you know that Kate is a criminal. If you were working under the assumption that it was either Sawyer or Kate, and you don't know that factor about Kate, you would probably be more inclined to think it was Sawyer. Respectfully, I think the thing that I hate the the least about Kate is that she's a criminal. I think she has so many worse characteristics that I forget. I truly do. Jack informs Locke that Michael thinks Sawyer did it, and Hurley asks if it was because Kate wants Sawyer's spot on the raft, and Michael decides who goes. Hurley asks if maybe Kate poisoned Michael, and Locke asks why she would do that, and Hurley says because she's a fugitive. Jack gives him a look for saying that in front of Locke, and Hurley says he can't keep track of who knows what. I'm literally Hurley. I forget when people don't know things and I'll just say them. I loved when he goes, Steve didn't even know about the polar bears. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just happy they remembered it was Steve. Who was Steve? Remember Scott and Steve, the guy, the guys they always got mixed up until Scott died? No. They're not that memorable. Clearly. They're not like Nikki and Paolo. Yeah. Locke asked what her crime was and Jack says that he doesn't know. Locke asks Jack if maybe the others should have known about this, and Jack says, discretion, John. And Locke gives him a little smile. He's lucky, because I would hit him. (laughs) Jack can be such a hypocrite at times. Jack's hypocrisy here makes me think about uh, whatever the case may be when he yells at Kate because he wants to know what the plane's about. He can have all the information. He's not going to give it out to anybody else. But he wants to know everything. Well, I feel like because he's like the self-elected president of the island. He did not elect himself. There was an entire episode about how he didn't want to do it. No, he wanted to. No, he literally chased his dead father through the jungle oh my because God. he didn't want to. You know that he was like, who, me? Little old me. You want me to be the president? Okay. <laughs> and he said, I'm going to put on a little song and dance. I'm going to chase my daddy through the woods. And then I'm going to come out and I'm going to say, give me the crown. And you know he wanted it. I know he wanted it. No, he didn't. Oh my god, he's a surgeon. You don't think he likes the attention? You're just so wrong. (laughs) I just don't think that people go into, like, high-powered positions if they don't like a little bit of attention and, like, a little bit of authority. Yeah, but the whole, like, what if I don't have what it takes bullshit when he, like, doesn't think he can lead 40 people because Joanna died on his watch? He did not want to be the leader. Maybe... So, but he also doesn't think anyone can do it better than him. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, that's the thing. There are people that like, for instance, I have 
crippling social anxiety. I hate people. And I don't want anyone to look at me ever. But when I'm in a group setting, I cannot help but be a control freak and I take over. I just have to do it. It's just a compulsion in me. And I don't want it. I don't want to be in charge. But also it's just a serious flaw that I have where I can't let anybody else be in charge. And I think that's what Jack is like. Charlie is playing guitar while Claire gives him a haircut and she tells him to stop moving. Charlie asks what the first thing that she will do when they get rescued is. She says she's unsure. I was really hoping she'd say, get her baby registered. Who thinks about registering a baby? That baby Here's a question. A citizen of any country right now. I was going to ask, where would that baby be a citizen? It's a good question. I'm guessing probably Australia, if she's Australian. Like, they would just allow it. Probably. You'd have to think. I mean, unless somebody does own that island... I mean, like, there are people there. Someone probably does own that island. You think I Danielle mean, would have been on that island for 16 years if someone owned it? They're bad owners. I'm not saying somebody like a person. I'm not saying, like, this is Jeff Bezos' party island. Oh, like, it's a territory It's a of territory something. of some country that just, like, doesn't do anything with it. El Chapo's island. Oh, that's the island that was bought for Fire Festival. <laughs> Although this island has more infrastructure than that island. That's true. Do you remember? We oh, watched God. that documentary. All right, quick story. <laughs> Kate and I this is so embarrassing. Watched the it was either the Hulu or the Netflix. It was the Hulu one, I remember. Uh Firefest documentary, because I had never seen it, and mm-hmm. I was just fascinated by this. And Kate went to the bathroom. No, that's not what happened. I fell asleep. I'm a sleepy girl. And I, like, woke up because I had to pee. But I, like, wasn't fully awake yet. Like, I was delirious. And in my brain, I was like, oh, my God. Like, I'm at Fire Festival. So I, like, woke up and I asked Zane. I was like, where's the bathroom? But it was in my apartment. (laughs) So he was like, did you just ask me where the bathroom was? And I immediately snapped out of it. And I was like, no, I didn't ask you where the fucking bathroom is. (laughs) And the next morning I was like, I have to confess something. Like I did think I was at fire festival and I did ask you where the bathroom was. (laughs) I really thought I was there. It was funny because I knew in the moment like that's where your head was. Because like we had just watched this whole thing about how no one knew where the bathrooms were. Yeah. Well, that kind of reminds me, Zane. Do you remember the time that you walked in to the living room and I was watching CSI and they were in like a really nasty crime scene where like the body smelled really bad? And Zane walked in and I was just plugging my nose. And he was like, why are you plugging your nose? And I was like, oh, I don't know, I guess. It's just because t- it smelled on the TV. It happens to the best of us. When Kate and I went to Florida for spring break, oh my God. the Deshaun Watson drama was happening in the NFL. Where is he going to sign? There was talk that the Saints might try to sign him, but they'd have to move some pieces. I was extremely sick and woke up from a nap very dehydrated. No, the thing is <laughs> that you weren't sick. I was blowing my nose the entire drive down. Were you? Yeah. I thought that was Joe. No, it was me. Joe got sick on the way back. Oh, was it him? Yeah. But I, I woke up, I was really dehydrated, and something about me, when I'm dehydrated, I hallucinate. 
Another yeah. time, I thought I was the main character in Black Panther <laughs> after seeing Black Panther 2. And the way I convinced myself I wasn't the main character was because I was like, no, I'm just a regular citizen of Wakanda. I'm not the king. Um, but in, what the in this, fuck are you talking about? <laughs> in this Florida hallucination, I was laying on the shower floor of our Airbnb, of our Airbnb thinking to myself, how am I going to make this trade go through? And then I threw up. Brandon knocked, my friend like knocked on my door and was like, I was asleep. I'm always asleep. <laughs> and he was just like, you might want to go get your boyfriend. He's throwing up in the bathroom. Were you drunk? I'm so confused. No. Sick. We were actually, we hadn't even drank that day. That's so embarrassing. Needless to say, I can understand why, why Jack chased his dead father through the jungle. Yeah. I'm really concerned about you. Moving on. <laughs> uh, Charlie eventually says she can stay with him in LA until she figures things out. And she says, thanks. This was such a nothing scene and we just completely went off topic. Yeah. You know what? Honestly, I completely forgot about the baby. And why aren't they naming it? Mm-hmm. He has a name. It's Turniphead. It's, yeah, it's Turniphead. What would you name it? I don't know. How do you think Shannon would take it if Claire like walked up to her and was like, we named it Boone? I don't. Did Claire and Boone ever have a conversation? I don't think they. Well, probably when they found her in the jungle. But other than that, I don't think they talked one time. I think that would be so weird. Because then to be like, mom, how did I get my name? Like, well, on the day that you were born, someone died. Right at the same time. Was his first name Boone? Yeah. Boone Carlisle. That is such a strange name. I kind of just assumed it was, like, maybe his last name. Boone Boone. Well, Carlisle can be a first name. His name's Boone Carlisle. Would have made sense. Would you like me to get the Lostopedia? No, please do not. (laughs) These two are not uh, working for me the more I watch the season. I just don't. I don't find Charlie charming at all. I don't either. No. And I don't understand why Claire wouldn't want to, like, go back home. I also don't find Claire charming at all. And also, yeah, the only reason she was going to L.A. in the first place was to give her baby away. Like, go back to Australia. Do you think she still could? Like, the people that were there waiting for her baby, do you think if she showed up with the baby? There were no people. No, the psychic put her on the plane because he knew it was going to crash. Oh, really? I thought that there was a family there. No, he just said that. So that she would get on the plane so that she would have to keep the baby. It's kind of a big move. I mean, in theory, if there was a family that was, like, waiting for a baby, I feel like if she showed up and was like, hey, here's a baby. What if they moved on with their baby plans? What if they were like, actually, we just needed a cat. If and then was, she shows up with her baby and they're like, we don't want that anymore. If it were me and I was trying for a baby and I had a line on one. From some stranger in Australia. (laughs) And then the plane crashed. I personally would take that as a sign. Maybe a dog will do. But I mean, you know, that's just me. Kate asked Jack how Michael is doing. And then immediately asked if someone is taking his spot. Beep. That was rude of her. She needs to read the room. Yeah. Jack cuts through the bullshit. That's actually what I wrote. Read the room. (laughs) Jack cuts through the bullshit and asks if she poisoned Michael. Kate asks if he thinks she is capable of that. Yes. 
Yes. And Jack? Like, why would she even ask that question? That's such a dumb question. She's absolutely capable of that. You had to be flown back by a U.S. marshal, and you want to ask if you think someone, if someone thinks you're capable of giving someone tummy troubles? <laughs> yes, I do, actually. Not to mention that last episode, she drugged Jack. <laughs> you make a good point. Jack says he does not know what she is capable of, and she storms off. I wrote that she gaslights everybody so hard that I think she, like, gaslit herself. So, like, when she was like, do you really think I'm capable of that? I feel like she genuinely is like, I'm not capable of that. Like, I really think that she thinks that. In her mind, she's like, I didn't do it, technically. Yeah. I just came up with the idea. Like, I I really think she believes that, though, is the worst part. She'd be, like, the type of person that would be, like, like, she'd cheat on somebody, and then if they had no evidence, but they accused her of cheating, she'd be like, how dare you accuse me of that? Like, and then go off, even though she did it. You know what I mean? She's like that type of person. Like Bella on Sex Life of College Girls. Yeah. We get another flashback. As Kate continues to dig, Tom has beer, because no self-respecting man from Iowa doesn't have beer. I hated the way she drank that beer. Because <laughs> she's not like the other girls, though. That's exactly the vibes that it gave off. It gave off like, oh, I'm a cool girl. I drink beer. Kate, Kate <laughs> once every three months, has one Bud Light. And she's like, I am not like the other girls. And for the record, I'm referring to our Kate. I can't help it. Anytime I drink it, like I, that's like the funniest joke ever to me. Like I could cry laughing from that and nobody else thinks it's funny. And I will repeat that joke over and over again until I'm done drinking my one beer. It takes you two hours to drink that one. It does. Beer. Cause I don't actually like it that much. Beer is also, gross, but I drink it because it's the cheapest thing that you can get at the bar. And so that's why I started drinking it. Well, pre-college, but anyway, one time I was at a party and I was drinking a beer because that's literally all they had at the party. And the guy at the party went, you're drinking a beer? That's hot. And I was like, it's only drink at the party. It was disgusting. I just... Wow. You're drinking? Nice. Wow. Wow, that's hot. I don't know where I thought Kate was from watching this the first time. But to hear that she's from Iowa... I think she gives sort of maybe like a West Coast vibe. I could see her being from like Nevada, maybe. I could see Oregon. Don't know Mm -hmm. why. Maybe it's because she has the personality of Bella Swan. No. (laughs) No? No. Bella is like way too like unsure of herself. Whereas Kate is like overly sure of herself in a way that's like, why? Good point. I know. Mom, Bella is the main character from Twilight. I know you don't like it when we talk about things you don't know. (laughs) But you got a text about that. (laughs) Tom says it's unfair that Kate came back. And Kate agrees. So why'd you come? And why do you help her? Leave. You know, Tom pisses me off, too. Because, like, you yeah. can sit here and you can be like, oh, Katie, uh, blah, blah, blah. You know what? You know what you're doing is wrong. You have a wife and child. Stop being a piece of shit. It's because they were childhood lovers. Which I think is stupid. 
Kate has in her notes, childhood loves are dumb. I yeah. have this thing, and I'm going to piss off a lot of people right now. Are you ready for this? Ready. I think anybody who stays with their childhood sweetheart is an idiot. <laughs> and I do not believe you when you say that you have a good relationship. And, I, and I'll go firm on that. Like, really? You're the same person that you were at 16? And the person that you decided to date at 16, you still like them? Bullshit. I just think you need to experience other things. And maybe if you find your way back to that person, okay, fair enough. But I just have like a really strong prejudice against people who have been with the same person their whole life. I just think it's very strange when people met somebody when they were younger and like are infatuated with them for the rest of their lives when they're not together. So like this situation where they were friends as kids. This situation is not as bad as another show that we watch. Revenge. Revenge. Oh, that. my God. They were friends when they were, like, 10. For one summer. Yeah. They were, like, five. But they're, like, soulmates. And it's like, okay. He named a boat after her. Yeah. You know what I was doing when I was 10? I was in a play kitchen stirring up dirt and pretending like <laughs> it was gourmet. I was not meeting the love of my life. Stay tuned for our revenge podcast, Red Shirt. <laughs> But yeah, that just pissed me off because I was like, do you guys actually like each other or do you just miss being 10? It's just, what's it called? Um, Nostalgia? You know the, yeah, but it's the song by Taylor Swift, Tis the Damn Season. Are you familiar? I am familiar. Yeah, love that song. But it's like, that's the whole thing. It's like, it's just comfortable. She goes back to her hometown, to her like like young love and it's just comfortable. And that's why I'm so against those types of relationships. I, it's just comfortable. And I'm like, you need to challenge yourself. They immediately find the lunchbox and pull it out of the ground. They go through it together. Tom pulls out his stupid fucking plane and says he cannot believe he let her put it in there. Kate says it was his idea. It's a stupid fucking plane. Then they find the tape and they listen to it in the car. In this tape, young Tom imagines a fantasy where they will be together in 20 years and they'll dig up the time capsule and they'll have nine kids barf but young kate says that the second she gets her license they should run away tom says that she always wants to run as if she was born to do it <gasps> Whoa. and kate says he knows why and the tape ends lauren yeah so i'm gonna go back to like i've always said since the beginning when i found out she has a a sordid past. I've always said domestic violence, but I thought it was with her partner. Now I'm going with family, domestic violence within her family. Maybe her dad was abusing her mother or like somebody was abusing her mother. Like I understand that men could be abused, but like, let's not. Um, so I'm going to say somebody in her home was abusing Kate or abusing her mother or both. And I don't know if that's related to her crime, per se, but I do think that's part of her tragic backstory. Do you still think she had a sexual relationship with the marshal? Yes. <laughs> we were talking about the uh, comfortability of being back in the hometown and being with Tom. Oh, by the way, uh, Tom says it's funny how things turns out, and Kate agrees, and then they share a kiss, and Tom... Uh, pulls away, Kate apologizes, and they go to the hospital. 
But now that we know that there was some sort of past that Justice came, for his wife. Yeah. <laughs> because he's been oh. pining. We know he's been pining after her for the whole time they've been married and having a child. Justice for her. Justice for Rachel. Yeah. Well, hopefully he's got a really good life insurance policy. Also, a really good question that you had when we were watching it was Kate's not that old. How is this man already a doctor? How old is she supposed to be? Well, we know that she's only a few years older than Shannon. She's 23? I'll look it up. (laughs) There's no way he would already be a doctor. Because, like, he could be, like, at the very least an intern, but he would still have to be, like, I'm not even going to pretend to know. You're going to have to Devin that. But I'm going to guess, like, 24? I mean, he's in a hospital, but he can't... There's no way he's a surgeon. He could be... That takes years. Based off of my Grey's Anatomy knowledge, the earliest he could be in his medical career and be in the hospital would be an intern. But he wouldn't be, like, 23. Like, there's no way. Also, like, interns have no power at all. That's the other thing I was going to say. He doesn't just get, like, free reign of the hospital to, like sneak women around and shit i mean he'd be like i don't know i'm not gonna pretend like i know things but he also looks like he's 35 yeah he did look he was not cute he's on the lostpedia page yeah i figured it's 2001 and she was born in 77 can you pull up a calculator yep 24 yeah 24 yeah you're not a doctor at 24 She's also not, as Shannon put it, two years older than her. She would be I, I guess though, seven years older than her. If you graduate high school at 18, you can get your undergrad at 22, but then med school's another four years, no? That's what I'm wondering is how many years of med school before you become an intern? But I thought that you had to have a residency. But if he was an intern, it doesn't make sense. It's I think like it's intern and town. then residency. Just because a small town doesn't mean that you can, like, break all the rules of being a doctor. We don't really get a lot of details. We know he's a doctor. We just don't know how. We know that he has enough connections to carve out some time at 5 in the morning for the MRI. But that's all we get. Anyway, Walt walks up to Locke to find him treating his wound. And Walt asks if he's hurt. Locke asks if there's something he wants to tell him. And Walt says he did not poison Michael thinking because Locke knows about the first raft, he assumes it was him. Locke tells Walt they are friends, and he isn't going to tell on him, and when he touches his hand, Walt pulls away, telling him not to open it. Locke is confused, and Walt says, just don't open it, and runs away. That was weird. Like, really weird. Because, like, Walt doesn't know about it, right, at all? Right. Weird. Also, since the last time we talked about Walt being weird, I outsourced the bird question to our dad. What was the bird question? Maybe if you listen to our fucking podcast. A bird flew into a window that Locke was like talking about. And Brian thought it was really weird that like Locke was. Nope. Brian thought it was really weird that Walt was just talking about that bird and suddenly it's dead on their doorstep. Yeah, it would be weird. According to our father's research. That bird is extremely common in Australia. So it basically is like if a cardinal flew into a window while we were talking about it. But it's still the fact that they were talking about it. Like cardinals flew into our window in 
our childhood home? Sometimes. It was normally Cardinals, but it happened maybe like three times the whole time we lived there. That is not true. And I so, found two Cardinals next to each other. Oh my God. Fine. Let's say it happened 10 times. Even so, like the odds of it happening while we're talking about a Cardinal, that's pretty crazy. I've only once witnessed a bird flying into a window. Is it weird? Yes. Would you fly across the fucking world to dump the kid that you adopted off to a stranger? No. Yeah, no, absolutely not. He's still a piece of shit. I'm just saying it is it is a crazy coincidence, but I think that's just that. Like, it's just a coincidence. You had a thought about Walt and Locke? Oh, I just thought they were cute. <laughs> you also said you think Locke is a gremlin. Oh, yeah. When was that? Like back at the hatch. Oh, yeah. Locke like popped out from somewhere in like a little green shirt and he was like smiling. And I was like, oh, he's just like a little spooky gremlin. You've always liked Locke. Yeah. I just like, I want what's best for him in all situations. Like, I don't know. Anytime anything goes wrong, like I like want to cry. So all of his flashbacks? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Lauren, um, when... When Locke tells a story about his sister dying when he was a kid, Lauren's like, the fact that, like, his sister died in, like, a traumatic fashion and it has nothing to do with, like, the tragedy of his backstory just tells you everything you need to know about Locke. I just feel like Locke is one of the only characters that I feel like actually has, like, pure intentions. Like, I don't think he is ever meant to do anything malicious ever. Even Sun? No, but I also love Sun. Lauren hates Locke. Yeah, because here, let me say this about that. Do I think he has malicious intentions? No. But do I think that he puts his own desires above other people? Yeah. And I don't like that. Like, his drive for this whatever, like, weird little relationship he has with the island got Boone killed. And I'm still not over it. So we'll see. Like, I'm still open to liking him later, but right now I don't like him. You like Sawyer? Yeah, he's hot. How is that any different than Doesn't any matter. of the characters on this show? I have never said any that Sawyer is a good person. I've never said that. And I'm not talking, I'm not saying this about Locke in comparison to anyone else. I'm talking about Locke as an individual. Sawyer is a bad person who is hot. <laughs> That's all I've ever said about Sawyer. I like him. I like his face. It's nice. No, but that's I did not why I say like you can hate Kate, but you can like Sawyer because they're both bad people. But Sawyer knows that he's a bad person. Yeah, that's what I don't like about Kate is that she's constantly like, oh, my gosh, you think I'm a bad person? Yeah, I do. Just own it. Like you're a bad person. Like I'm think- a bitch and I know I'm a bitch. <laughs> And that's why I'm so lovable. I think Locke just makes me want to cry because, like, he makes bad decisions. But, like, then I'm like, oh, well, he was in a wheelchair for so long and he's just so excited to run around this little island with his working legs. And I just want him to, like, I just want him to run free with the polar bears and harmony. And I want him to smile and blow, like, you know? Hellenicus. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I do think... It goes to show you how Locke can just make infuriating decisions. But then, like, when you see that, like, he didn't mean to. 
Like, I just, I just feel like, oh, I wish you wouldn't have done that. <laughs> the, the epitome of Locke is episode 19. When like Boone is like really fucked up, but they cut to him sobbing on top of the hatch. You're like, oh, he didn't mean to. No, he didn't. Sawyer gives Michael some Pepto-Bismol, saying he wouldn't want him sick with a raft launch so soon. Michael asks if he's feeling guilty, and Sawyer is confused. Michael tells him he's off the raft. Yeah, Sawyer- fuck Michael for that. <laughs> this upset me a lot. Like, a lot. And it, it's just, like, viewer bias, because I know that it wasn't Sawyer. Even though at this point we don't know that, but, like, I knew it in my heart. But we know. <laughs> but we know. And, like... He just, he's like being nice. Like Sawyer is not normally, doesn't go out of his way to be nice. He gives him something from his stash. And then Michael's just such a douche about it. Shut the fuck up, Michael. That upset me a lot. I mean, I guess it was like a nice thing, but he did it and like the, so he fucking threw it at him. <laughs> it was nice okay, for him. That's for like, yeah, exactly. Like for him, that was a nice gesture. He could have kept that Pepto for himself. Pepto, I live on that shit. That's good shit. It's not Robitussin. Robitussin? Pour some Tussin on it. The Chris Rock bit. Mm, Not familiar. Sawyer says they had a deal, and Michael says the deal ended when he poisoned him. Sawyer says this is not over. Michael recounts all the terrible things Sawyer has done on the island and says he is a liar and a criminal, and he's not letting him near a wall. Sawyer asks if he poisoned him because he is a criminal. And Jin, who has no idea what is going on but can read the room, pushes Sawyer away. He said, no fighting. This looks aggressive. I would know. I was a hired hitman at one point. I think, like, Jin doesn't need to know what they're saying to know that he's about to get on a raft with these two guys. And if they're punching each other in the face, it doesn't really matter what they're arguing about. Like, they need to chill it. Yeah, agree. Also, I just like to think that, like, Jen's standing there like, what the fuck are these people on about now? Like, yeah, <laughs> always something. Yep, yep, yep. I feel like Jen not knowing English, like, has really, like, protected his peace. He might be better off. His marriage is on the rocks. Yeah, but that's, that's like, a whole nother situation. Has nothing to do with him not knowing English. Sawyer turns his rage on Kate and drags her over to Michael. I tapped into my inner producer, Kate, on this one. Kate, like the entire episode, has had her backpack on one shoulder. Mm -hmm. Really pisses me off. It's because she's not like other girls. What up, my fellow kids? Yeah. (laughs) Various onlookers tell him to leave her alone. And when she does not fess up, Sawyer takes the bag, luckily it was on one shoulder, Mm -hmm. and finds the passport. He shows everyone that it belongs to Joanna and then asks why she has it. He spins a story of her doing whatever it takes to get off the island with a new identity, including poisoning Michael. She tells him to shut up. Beep! She is like a little kid. Like, when you are lying out of your ass and somebody finally catches you and there's nothing else that you can do to lie, so you're like, shut up. (laughs) Like, what room do you have to tell him to shut up? Like, you let everybody believe that he was the fugitive for so long, just, like, knowing that it was you. And then you're going to get him kicked off the raft because people think that he's the fugitive. 
and you and the poisoner. don't yeah and you don't think he's gonna call you out like you're really gonna get mad about that if it isn't the consequences of my own actions Kate is the definition of that yeah I just had a thought right now live thought everyone live thought so this Tom guy that she lost you know he's a doctor Jack's a doctor could we say that maybe Kate's whole crush on Jack is just, like, trying to, like, live the life that she didn't get to have because she's a little criminal in pre-island? She's like, new life, I'm going to get the doctor, I'm going to get the good guy, like, that type of thing. You know what I mean? I say no. Really? And here's why. We talked about this. Did we watch this episode last night? Mm-hmm. Last night, we talked about this. I do not think she has feelings for Tom in any way. She yearns for a simpler time when she wasn't on the run. That's all it was. No, though. I think that that, like, yearning for a simpler time has, like, translated into feelings for Tom. Do you think she actually loves him? No, I don't think that they're genuine feelings, but I think that she thinks that they are. It's like Tom represents the life that she can't have because she's on the run. And it's like... Now that she's not on the run, here is, like, another Tom. And she's like, and I can have him this time. Like, realistically, would she have been happy settling down with Tom and having a kid and being a wife? No. But, like, when she's on the run, I feel like she thinks she would be. Yeah. I do not think she looks at Jack as another Tom. I don't think she does I do think that she can't help but think about him. I don't think that she's doing this, like, consciously. I just think that that's, like, some little underlying motivation in, like... Because she's clearly conflicted between Jack and Sawyer. But I think Jack is, like, representing the life that she didn't get to have. And she's like, "That's that's the smart option. Like, Jack's the better option. That's the stable option. Whereas, like, Free Island Fugitive Kate would have gone for, like, Sawyer because... He's rough around the edges, and she's a dirty criminal. I don't know if that's true. However, I am the biggest Jate shipper there is, so. No. No. Sawyer eventually says that Kate only cares about herself. Facts. Then we get a flashback. Tom takes Diane down to radiation and lets Kate in. Kate says hi to her mother. Big reveal, Diane's her mom. Who do we think Diane was? Well, she never says her mom. She just keeps saying Diane. That we just knew. We knew because yeah, we've seen I, the show. I haven't seen the show and I kind of just like assumed it was her mom. Who else Give is me named a, Diane? Yeah, I guess it makes sense. Especially since it's our hometown. Yeah. It is weird that she refers to her mom by her first name though. Oh, you got to build suspense. Seems that they they might not be close. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Diane comes to and sees Kate. Kate starts to cry and takes her hand, smiling at her. She calls herself Katie, and then Diane calls her Catherine. Which made me mad. Pick one. We we Catherines pick one, you we said. We do. Diane recognizes her and starts crying. Kate cries and apologizes for everything that she's done, and Diane asks for help. Kate tells her it's just her. And Diane starts screaming for help and pulls away from Kate. Lauren, did you have a reaction? 
Uh, I didn't know if this was like just like confusion because she's so sick or if like whatever Kate did was like to her mom and that she's like her mom's like genuinely afraid of her. So I don't know. I just kind of made me have more questions. If you had to lean one way or the other. I don't really know because like I guess Kate didn't really seem that surprised that her mom was like acting like that. But I can't really think of like what she would have done to her that her mom would be that afraid of her. I don't really know. Another doctor rushes over and Kate runs. A security guard stops her, but she knocks him out with the walkie talkie. I said that was hot. (laughs) I know that I hate her, but it's, I, it's anytime she's being a criminal. I'm like that, that was kind of hot. Tom shows up and Kate needs his car. They run. Cops are swarming the parking garage. They get in Tom's car and peel out. A sheriff gets in front of them. Kate tells Tom to get out. And Tom says that if she cooperates, they might go easy. He says they could have a real life. I think Tom might be the dumbest bastard on the planet. I hate Tom. Did he say they could have a real life? Like, was he going to leave his... Okay, that's what I thought when I watched it. But when you said they, I was like, whoa, all of a sudden Tom's leaving his family for this? My bad. He he says she could have a real life. But why does he need to be in the car? Yeah, dude, you're going to lose your job. Like, if she's going to make this dumb decision, just let her make that dumb decision. Go. Go back inside and live your life, literally. But, like... Lauren, you don't know what she did. Do you think that she'd be able to live a normal life if she gave herself up? Well, no. Obviously, she would go to jail. Yeah, he's a dumb fucking idiot. Why would he, why would he say that? You could live a normal life with me. Well, I don't know. Maybe, like, maybe what she did isn't that bad, and it's just the fact that she's been on the run for so long that's making it, like, that much worse. And maybe he's like, if you would just stop running and just, like, face up to, you know, the consequences... And, like, get past it, that type of thing. When they throw all that time on there, too? Bitch, I don't know. I mean, she's, like, assaulted a few police officers. Including one about five seconds ago. Yeah. But here's my problem with this scene. Like, that guard, all he said was, we have a situation and then got knocked out. The response time... Of these police, like, 10 seconds, and they don't even know. They went from literally just hearing, we've got a situation, to, like, they're right there and they're shooting. What? Well, they know that her daughter is a fugitive. That's why there were cops there all the time. Yeah, but my first thought, if I'm hearing we've got a situation, isn't like, react, shoot. I'd be like, well, what is it? They Took can't a second immediately to get to the parking just... garage, too. Also, who who finds their car in a parking garage that easily? At that least... is a good question. It's an employee parking garage. I don't care. I still don't know where my car is. Eventually, Kate tells him to get out, and he refuses, and she floors it, and the cop opens fire at the car. Which is like, what the fuck? Like, sh- they're shooting like... to kill, and they have no idea. Shoot the tires. What are you doing? Never heard of a car chase? 
I love a good high-speed chase. I'm not saying it's right, but this is standard operating procedure. If a car is driving, the car is driving right at you, yeah, you're going to shoot at it. No, actually, you're not. I'm pretty sure you have a better chance of stopping the actual car by shooting the tires, not by shooting the person in the car. It's Momentum. The whole, it's the whole thing. Shots to center mass because you're less likely to miss. If you're aiming for the tires and you miss the tire, they get away. You aim for the driver, they might get she scared. She was not going to so get away. follow her. She didn't get away. Exactly. And you know what? Car, if she didn't have tires, she couldn't have gotten away. She got and if he had been foot. She in the car, the car driving. Away. Stop yelling. If he had been in the car driving instead of shooting at her, then he could have chased her down. Instead, he killed an innocent person and she got away. Aiding and abetting a fugitive is not an innocent person. Respectfully, like, I don't care that he died. Oh, I'm glad he died. Um, But I do think that that was some misconduct on the police's part. Speaking of which, Tom dies after Kate Honestly, the car because he got his shot. His wife and, and kid, better off. Can you imagine? Dr. Income? She My comes teacher. back from visiting her family and her husband is dead? Because he was abetting his ex. I don't even know if they're exes. His childhood love or something. Like I like to think that it was a small town and like everybody knew that Tom was hung up on Kate and just like everybody warned Rachel, but she just didn't listen. Yeah, like how embarrassing is that for what's her face, Rachel? Let's close out this storyline. What are our overall thoughts on Tom? Sucks. Yeah. Dude's a simp. Yeah. And he died for it. Let that be a lesson, kids. He died for one smooch. For one smooch. (laughs) But hold on. She gets out of the car and she runs away. And they show the plane, but I wasn't clear. Did she grab the plane or did it stay in the the car? Stay in the car. How does she get the fucking plane? Later, it's in a safety deposit box. I'm assuming. But how did it get? Why, though? Why would they keep the plane? That's revealed next episode. Zane's spoiling things right now. (laughs) Stop for spoiling things. You'll find out soon. But yeah, she gets it from the safety deposit box. Anyway, she leaves Tom dead in the car and runs. I mean, what was she supposed to do? Take his body with her? She could have turned herself in and lived a normal life. At this point? She didn't kill him. Yeah, she is past the point of no return, though. She. Oh my god, you do have stamps. Why? Back on the island, Sawyer asks if she wants to tell them why she wants to run. And Kate admits she was on the plane with the marshal. She says no matter what she says about what she supposedly did. And Sawyer gives her this look like, shut the fuck up. I'll give her that same look. She is going to jail. She says she did not poison Michael. Michael gives the passport to Sawyer and walks away. Everyone scatters, including Shannon, who is suddenly in this episode, and Charlie walks Claire and the baby away. Claire's face is interesting, considering that she just received help from Kate when it comes to giving birth. But I'd note that. I think her reaction was fair, though. I think you've been living with somebody for so long and you find out that like they're the fugitive and they like you didn't expect it. Like I would I would need a moment with my thoughts as well. I understand why everyone was upset and everything. But like when they find out she's the fugitive, right? 
It's also just basically saying Sawyer is not the fugitive. The working theory was Sawyer was the fugitive. That's what Saeed said when they, like in the pilot or episode three or whatever. Now that they know for a fact who the fugitive is, they're suddenly upset. They've been talking to Sawyer this entire fucking time. Yeah, but they didn't know for sure. And honestly, nobody liked him. And I think it's also like, I think it's like a shock factor. Like she's been deceiving everyone the whole time. I don't even know that they're all mad. I think some of them might just be like shocked. Kate is all alone with her little toy plane. Jack walks up to Sun as she watches Jin work on the raft, and Jack asks if the reason she tried to make Jin sick was because she doesn't want him to leave. And Sun is left speechless. Jack says that Jin and Michael have spent a lot, a lot of time together, and it is possible that they got their waters mixed up. Sun says she did not want him to die out there, and she didn't know what to do. She says she only used enough to get him sick, and she didn't want to hurt anyone. What was your reaction to this reveal, Lauren? I guess I wasn't actually that surprised. And I had actually kind of wondered if that's what happened earlier. Because, like, Sun, like, always knows, like, little, like, remedy shits and everything. You know what I mean? And also, she made, like, a face when they were like, oh, like, my dad's really sick. She kind of made a face. And I was like, maybe. Because I just didn't really know who else would have done it but it makes sense i guess i still think she should have just talked to him but you know she's desperate she asked jack if he's going to tell and he says they do not need to know again jack back on his bullshit where it's like you didn't tell me about the hatch but i'll keep your secrets he then tells her that Jin is going to go and she needs to say goodbye say goodbye bitch sorry you're sad you know, I just feel like a lot of these characters need to read the room. Yeah, they don't have a lot of uh, sympathy. I feel like especially for Sun, I feel like everyone that she's, like, gone to has been like, oh, sorry. Yeah, they are very, like, blasé about the fact that her husband is leaving and, like, is definitely gonna die. Sawyer joins Kate at the fire and tells her that he is back on the raft and they set sail tomorrow. She asks if he is going to say sorry. Beep. What's he got to say sorry for? Telling the truth made me irrationally angry. I think you were very rational. Mm, Yeah, probably. He says he has nothing to be sorry for. She was coming for his spot and left him no choice. Like, what did she want him to do? Say that he was the fugitive and, like, she should take a spot on the raft? I'm not sure how she saw that situation playing out. She has a victim complex. Yeah. Maybe she, like, gaslit herself into thinking she wasn't the fugitive. Maybe she, like, forgot. And when Joanna's passport came out, she's like, oh, my God. Joanna's the fugitive. <laughs> it would have been funny Who if Kate... Who there? It would have been funny if Kate would have just been like, by the way, Joanna was the fugitive. Also, her real name was Kate. You know what she could have done? And I would have believed her if she did this. If she said that she was taking Joanna's passport because she was in a lot of debt, and when she got back, she didn't want to be in debt anymore, I would have been like, okay. And then Hurley's like, I'll write you a check. Yeah, I really think, I don't know. These people, they don't think on their toes like I do. I'm creative. Maybe I would make it on the island. Not because of my survival skills, but 
She could have said, she could have been like, I don't want my name getting out there when we're found because like I'm hiding from an abusive ex-husband. That also would have been good. And then people would have felt really bad for her. Yes. I also feel like not everyone, but some people would be like, maybe not like assume a dead girl's identity. But what else is she supposed to do? Yeah. Why not? Lots of, it's like, it's witness protection program without all the strings attached. Yeah. But like a mourning family. Like, if her family finds out, Joanna's family is like, oh, Joanna is one of the listed survivors. And then they show up, and it's like, who are you? I don't, did you ever watch Mad Men? No. Yes. Okay, you know when, like, Don Draper steals Don Draper's identity and, like, comes back and, like, goes to the actual Don Draper's, like, mourning family and was like, I was in a bad situation, you see. Like, I had to get out of there. They actually took it pretty well. Like I don't Creed actually Bratton remember that. Creed you don't remember that at all? <laughs> no, I watched that a really long time ago. I don't remember. Well, that. he but... was like in a war and like oh. he blew up his partner and then like took his partner's identity when he like came back from the war. Yeah, I do remember that. And it worked. So I mean, would it work in real life? I don't know. But there are a lot of things about this show that wouldn't work in real life. Right. Kate asks why is it so important for him to be on the raft, and Sawyer says there is nothing on this island worth staying for. And she tells him to be safe. That was a really intense moment, and I kind of feel like it came out of nowhere. Like, they have not had that much tension, and especially, like, not for a while, like, not since the Never Have I Ever episode, or they call it I Never, whatever, but I just feel like it was kind of out of left field. Yeah. It's almost as if he was like, it was intended to be like, you're not worth staying on the Island for, which is like, yeah, like that's what he was insinuating. It was like, it would make sense if they had previously like had a connection. And now this was like a big fight and he's like, you're not worth it, but they didn't really have a connection. They just had like, at times some pretty intense, like, sexual tension but nothing like oh i would stay for you like i just felt like it was a kind of a stretch yeah well ask michael if he's feeling better michael tells them that they'll be sailing off before he knows it but walt tells him he burnt the first raft walt explains that he did not want to leave and he thought he could stop it and then apologizes michael tells him they do not have to leave which yeah, fucking right. That's just what you say. Though. That's an empty ass did. promise. Yeah. You make those all the I time. I went and got you canes at 10 <laughs> at night. You know exactly <laughs> what I was going to say. What if, like, Walt had been like, oh, okay, dad, thanks. Yeah, let's stay. Like, was Michael going to be like, okay, I just built that raft for nothing? No. He would say, where's my girl, Kate? <laughs> let's, <laughs> let's let her know she's got her spot. <laughs> Walt then says they have to leave, and the music gets spooky. <gasps> Sing it for us. How did it go? I can't hear that. I didn't do it yet. Yeah, oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're making the O with your mouth. I was laughing. It's dead silent. I can't hear it. <laughs> okay, go. The floor is yours. Ooh. <laughs> there was so much buildup for that. 
<laughs> never said it was worth that. Did you have a reaction to this? Uh, creepy. I guess, like, what they're trying to insinuate is, like, uh, he's, like, they're going to open the hatch and something really bad is going to happen. We got to get off this island. No comment. Sun joins Kate and tells her that Jack knows, but she didn't tell him it was her idea. I don't know if this was, like, supposed to be, like, some grand reveal, but, like, it was kind of like, well, yeah. I did not actually realize it. Yeah, because when Sun initially did it, I was like, it's okay, Sun. Like, I support you. But the second they said it was Kate's idea, I was like, that yeah. bitch. <laughs> exactly. I was like, so she fucking did do it. This whole time she's been so like, how dare you accuse me? And it basically was her. And the fact that she's sitting there using it, like using her friendship with Sun as like a shield. She did not have Sun's best interest here. She 100% just was doing that for herself. She only cares about herself. Same old Kate. Kate's over Sun's shoulder as she poisons the water. Maybe use more. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe kill him. Take him out. <laughs> he can't die at sea if he dies on land. Sun says Kate should not be punished that she was only trying to help. And Jack won't tell the others. Kate says that Jack is good at keeping secrets. Because he's a hypocrite. Mm-hmm. And Sun says that when she was a child, she thought when she found the man she loved, she would be happy forever. And Kate agrees. That's supposed to be about Tom. Uh, it fucking better not be, because they did not love each other. I do think that's sad. I'm sad for Sun. Yeah. I feel I feel many things for Sun. I feel nothing for Kate. No, I, I do feel something for Kate. I feel rage. Rage. White hot anger. And that is how the episode ends. So, there's one little thing. Hottie of the week. Mm. This was a rough one. I'm going to go ahead and guess now it's Kate. Mm. Oh, yeah. I didn't have one. So I guess it's Kate? No. But like, <laughs> but like, I don't have anyone. Honestly, the only person in this whole episode that I even had like an inkling of like a they're looking kind of hot, was Jin. Yeah. And he was just standing there. He wasn't doing anything. He was standing in the background, and I thought, he's hot. But no one else was hot this episode. I just want to point out that Kate was the original hottie of the week, and she has not even been, like, a runner-up. But wouldn't she be a runner-up? Not really. Lauren doesn't award second place. She has no ass. Mm, That is true. (laughs) <laughs> All right, that changes the percentages not a lot. All the reasons why, like, crack me up. What's your favorite one? A rat will always lead you back to his hole. <laughs> Lauren, do you know who the body of the people is? <laughs> Saeed, Saeed. Just like, um, <laughs> Jin swinging, <laughs> swinging the axe, running through jungle. <laughs> Like, that being why he's Hottie of the Week is so funny. Before we get to closing thoughts, Kate had a very insightful thought Mm -hmm. yesterday. I'm very insightful. I Thank you. I think that the writers of Lost really failed at writing all female characters because something that I love about TV is 
a character that you hate in the beginning and then like end up loving like Brooke and like One Tree Hill or like Blair and Gossip Girl. Like I love someone who starts off as like the bitch and then like you see them turn into like someone great. And I was really hoping that was going to happen with Kate, but they did nothing for her. She never gets better. She never learns from her mistakes. And like the girls that I do like, like Sun, she stays very stagnant. Someone else who has not been introduced yet stays very stagnant. And I like think you could make the argument for that person about what you said. Who? Oh, what? Start off not liking them. No, I always liked her. Um, and so it made me, I was like a little bit mad for Kate because I was like, you had so much potential and they ruined you. Yeah, I could see that. I mean, I, I can't speak to all of it because I haven't seen to the end yet, but she is the only like female character that is complex at all. Like everybody Gross. else is just like, <laughs> okay. Everyone else is like, I like them or I'm in like indifferent towards them. And I can't really imagine that that's going to change. And that was my thought. That's a good thought. And I was mad about it. Because I was like, Jack sucks, but at least he's like a dynamic character. He does things where you're like, okay, I get that. Or like Sawyer is like such a villain, but you're like, oh, well, he, you're charming. But Kate sucks. And that's all. Closing thoughts, Lauren? I thought it was a good episode. It did not answer any of my questions about Kate. Well, we know what the small plane was about. Yeah, okay. Who cares? I still don't know what her crime is, and like I really yeah. want to know that. <laughs> Last week, I asked you, what do you want? You said, original crime. I said, you're not getting that. Then you said, I want to know what the small plane's about. I want to know who this man that she loves that she killed is. Both of those are answered, and you're like, nothing was answered. Okay, you're fine. Answers. Those two were answered, <laughs> but I don't like them. And she didn't even kill him, really. Some really bad police officer did. I mean, was it her fault? Yeah. But, like... Whatever. So, also, the love was, like, barely even there. Like, the man that I loved. She said that with so much passion. This was, like, <laughs> her high school fucking crush, and she didn't even kill him. Whatever. Got him killed. Uh, but... Say Locke didn't kill Boone, but got him killed. Yeah, I agree. Anyway, good episode. Is next... Next is the finale, right? Next week is part one of the finale. And are you ready for the title? Sure. Exodus. Ah, because they're leaving with the raft. Is that why it's called that? You're dumb. So here's my predictions for the finale. Because I know you're going to ask me. The raft is going to launch. And then they're going to wreck or something. There's no (laughs) way that's going to go well. There's just no way. They're going to open the hatch, I think. And the others, question mark? Are we going to go all of season one without meeting the fucking others? No, because we met Ethan in episode 10. Okay, but like, that's one guy. That's an other. I want others. All I'm saying, three episode finale, like a lot of shit has to happen. Someone else has to die, for sure. I think it'll be someone on the raft. Or all of them. I don't think Season all of two, them. Season two, a whole new cast. 
No, all of them on the raft. Oh, my bad. But I don't think it would be all of them. Well, I know Sawyer doesn't die because people are like obsessed with Sawyer. There's no way people would be obsessed with him if he died in season one. A lot of people are obsessed with Boone. Uh, but people talk about Sawyer like way more. There wouldn't be like people who ship Sawyer and Kate versus Sawyer and Jack if Sawyer died. So Sawyer is not going to die. I think it has to be someone on the raft, but I don't know. I don't know because I feel like it wouldn't be any of them. We're not going to like kill a kid. We're not going to kill the kid's dad. I mean, I guess we could, but that would suck. And I know that Son and Jin. Mom. Can- <laughs> But the other thing is, I know that Sun and Jin continue to have a storyline. So, like, I don't know. Something's going to happen with the raft. It will not be a success. Maybe, like, another background character. But, like, what would be the point? Steve finally bites the dust. Aw, Steve. Come on. I hope it's not Steve. I'm a huge Steve fan. Anything else? Like you said, it's three episodes, so, like, a lot's going to happen. Yeah, I know, but I, I really don't know what else. Do you have a prediction for flashbacks? Ooh. Well, obviously there's a Kate episode. So maybe we'll finally know her crime. Why are you saying obviously there's a Kate episode? Because Kate's joining us. Oh, Kate's going to be on every finale. Oh. Oh, then I don't fucking know. We talked about this yesterday. Did we? Yes. The only reason she's not on all three parts of this finale is because we're going to be in Atlanta. Oh, okay. Because that's a lot of parts. Yeah. Um, okay, well, somebody on the raft, because, like, that's going to be a big thing. Maybe Sawyer? Maybe I don't know. I have no idea. All right. That was Born to Run. We're done with Kate episodes for a while, thank God. But don't worry, you'll be back. I know. We just discussed it. Next week is Exodus Part 1, and we will have a very special guest star. The one who started it all. Our mother. That's oh, started... Week. Oh my god, is next week Christmas? No. Next weekend is Christmas. But yeah, basically. Next Sunday. Do you get my present yet? Nope. Wow. <laughs> I do a lot of shopping. Boo. You reacted to me saying the one who started it all. Oh, because are you meaning the one who started it all as in who started our lives? No, or, it was mom's or, idea to watch Lost. Oh, I thought you meant like, oh, she started it all because she birthed us. <laughs> no. That is a great point, though. She did. She did. Yeah. Uh, yeah, well, I'm excited to have mom on. I think it, it could be very interesting. And it could also result in a screaming match. That we totally didn't just cut out of this episode. I'm cutting that too. Why? I told mom, uh, I know you've seen the show, but you might just accidentally say something that happened in like the middle of season four. So I need you to watch to where you're supposed to be so you know what has happened and what's going on. You made her watch all of season one? No, because she was like, well, I've been listening along this entire time, so I don't need to start over. And I was like, oh yeah, you have been doing that. Yeah, but she has to get caught up. We already talked about this. But yeah, I am actually very worried about that, about her saying something. Because I've, inst- I've told her to just whisper in my ear. Then she, she just wants needs- to tell me something. 
Are we oh, able yeah. to say it yet or no? no? Um, I, I'm very nervous about that because I think she will just like ruin something, but. It's not just our mom. We were watching How I Met Your Mother for the first time together. <laughs> Kate's mom walks into the room and sees Stella leaving Ted at the altar and was like, was this before or after his wife died? <laughs> <laughs> and you tried to know, you tried to play it off somehow. I was just like, oh, just spoil the show, why don't you? And that you was were like, so funny. well, now I know his wife dies. Yeah. But yeah, mom will be on the next episode and we might have, you guys might have already met her by now. Yeah, if you uh, want to get a nice little image of our mother before you listen to her on the show next week, you can head over to our TikTok and she'll be there. Leave us some comments about what you think about her, I guess. You can find us on TikTok at laurengetslost.pod, on Instagram at laurengetslostpod, and on Twitter at laurengetslost. You can find us on Facebook by searching Lauren Gets Lost Podcast. If you really like us, you can go to the link in the episode description and donate to our podcast, or you can give us five stars wherever you're listening. Leave us a review. Tell your friends, tell your family, tell your high school science teacher, and join us next week for the first part of the finale. Thank you for listening to Lauren Gets Lost. This podcast is hosted by and edited by Zane Kohler, co-hosted by Lauren Kohler, produced by Kate Worcester, and our music is done by David Kohler. And remember, they were not dead the whole time.